Imagine you wake up in a hospital bed with amnesia, and you haven't the foggiest clue who you are. And you try to recall your most recent memory and how you got here, but you can't seem to remember. And after a few seconds, you come to realize that you have no idea who you are. And suddenly a few men enter the room and give you some shocking news. They tell you that you are the president of the United States and that once you're feeling better, they have some very important issues that you have to deal with. How would you feel? You'd probably hold your head pretty high realizing that you're someone important. However, what if instead of addressing you as the president of the United States, those same people informed you that you were the hospital janitor? And instead of awaiting your return to the Oval Office, they're awaiting your return to the bathrooms on the second floor. How would you feel then? How would you think of yourself? And this idea of identity connects to an important theme in this week's Parsha. A central question in Parsha's Noach is why did Hashem specifically choose to destroy the world with a flood? Hashem could have chosen any form of destruction and yet he chose water. We naturally associate Parsha's Noah with the Mabel and the Teva, but couldn't there have been another form of this story? What's the significance of water? And connected to this is another interesting question. In Judaism, water is often associated with the mitzvah of mikvah, the requirement to immerse oneself in a natural water bath in order to cleanse oneself of spiritual impurity. What's the meaning behind this strange action. Washing oneself with water removes physical filth, but how does it have an effect on one's spiritual state? So in order to understand both the Mabel and the unique power of mikvah, we have to first understand the spiritual concept of water. The Maharal explains that the fundamental nature of water is that it's formless. Water has no form of its own. It takes on the shape of its container. The ocean has no pathways or markers, it's completely shapeless, unlike dry land which has paved paths formed within it. And this is because water represents the initial stage of every creative process. Before something becomes expressed and takes on form and acquires shape, it resides in a formless and amorphous state. Only afterwards does a physical form emerge. And this is why during the original creation of the world, the Torah tells us that initially there was only water. Only afterwards did the dry land emerge from the water. And this is the deep idea behind the Mabel. Hashem wasn't destroying the world, he was recreating it. The Dor HaMabel, the generation of the Mabel, became so corrupted that Hashem decided to start over again with Noah and his family alone. And Hashem therefore immersed the world in water so that it could go back to its primordial state of formlessness and void, and only once it went back to that original state could the dry land emerge once again from the waters recreated. Only once the dry land emerged and the world was birthed once more did Noah and his family leave the Teva. And this is also the deeper reason 
why each of us is surrounded by amniotic fluids when we're in our mother's womb. Just as the creation of the physical world emerged from formless water, so to each of us have our own unique creation story and therefore emerge from our own waters as we're born. Our birth is like the birth of a new world. And when we're in our mother's womb, the Malach, the angel, teaches us Kol HaTorah Kulo, teaches us all of Torah. And as the Vilna Gon explains, this refers to the deepest realms of Torah, a transcendent Torah that's beyond this world, a Torah that's beyond the confines of shape and time. And this Torah is the very root of reality, and you'll understand every aspect of it clearly. And not only were you shown this level of Torah, but you're also learning your specific share of Torah. You're being shown your unique purpose in the world and how your unique role fits into the larger scheme of the human story as a whole. And you are being given a taste of your own perfection, of what you could, should, and hopefully will become. And from this transcendent realm, you are birthed into the physical world, emerging from these formless waters with the mission to give form to everything you were shown in the womb, in your primordial and perfected state, to become the ultimate version of yourself. And beyond the individual level, a further proof of this principle is the fact that Klai Yisrael, the Jewish people, had to enter the Yamsuf when leaving Mitzrayim. And the commentaries point out that this journey through the Yamsuf appears to be pointless. After all, the Midrash explains that Klai Yisrael exited on the very same side that they entered. And if Hashem simply wanted to destroy the Egyptians, there were plenty of far easier ways to accomplish this. So what was the purpose of such a journey? So the Maharal explains that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was the creation and birth of the Jewish people. And just as the creation and recreation of the world emerged from water, the Jewish people had to be born from water as well. They entered the water and emerged reborn. And as the Midrash explains, the splitting of the Yamsuf, the splitting of the sea, was like a pregnant woman's water breaking. It was a birth. They entered as individuals but emerged reborn as a nation. And the entire world, the Jewish nation, and every single individual person has a creation story of emerging from formless water into concrete existence. And this now sheds light onto the unique mitzvah of entering the mikvah. When you immerse yourself in the water, you're going back to a pure and formless state, the original state of perfection you possessed back in your mother's womb. And you're going back to your very root, your higher self, your original source. And in doing so, you conceptually and spiritually wash off your spiritual impurity, reattaching yourself to your pure and root self. And when you emerge, you emerge reborn, recreated, as if taking on form and shape for the first time. It's like dry land emerging from the primordial waters. And this understanding sheds light onto many unique themes and times where the mitzvah of mikvah is mandated. For example, a Jewish convert, a ger, has to immerse himself or herself in the waters of a mikvah as the final step in the conversion process. And this is because a Jewish convert is considered to be born anew, a ger king noladami. The convert immerses in the mikvah, the medium of recreation, and emerges reborn. He entered as an old version of himself and emerges anew, reborn, ready for a new way of life. And with this background, we can understand the prevalence of the number 40 
both in the story of the Mabel and in relation to the Mikvah in general, because the Mabel's floods lasted for 40 days, and a kosher Mikvah requires 40 saw of water, which is a biblical measurement. The Torah requires 40 saw. And the Chazal state that until 40 days after conception, the fetus is considered Maya Ba'alma, just like water, formless. And it's only after 40 days that it becomes, so to speak, an actual formed fetus. So what's the meaning behind these different aspects of 40 and what's the connection between them? The number of 40 represents the spiritual concept of form, whereby something formless takes on concrete form. The Mabba lasted 40 days and nights because this was the amount of time it took for the world to revert back from formlessness to its newfound recreated form. And the mikvah requires 40 sub because this is the amount of water that's required for the human being to revert back from formlessness to its newfound recreated form, its reborn self. And until 40 days, the fetus has no form at all. Only after 40 days does the fetus begin to take on concrete form. And this has many potential legal applications. And strikingly, the word chauffeur shares a root with mei shafir, the amniotic fluid which surrounds the fetus while in the womb. Because the shofar is a wake-up blast meant to shake us out of our stupor and bring us back to our real higher self. And when we hear the shofar's deafening cry, we yearn to return to our source, to our higher selves, to Hashem. And the word shofar shares a root with lishapir, to perfect and beautify. Because when we blow the shofar, we're reminded to improve and perfect ourselves, to return to our fetal state of perfection that we once knew, to return to our true selves. And amazingly, we start to blow the shofar on Rosh Chodesh Elul. And our final shofar blast is during the climax of Yom Kippur. And so it's no coincidence that there is a total of 40 days from Rosh Chodesh Elul through Yom Kippur. These 40 days are the gestation and formation of the rest of our year. Yom Kippur marks our rebirth, our recreation, where we take a newfound form and enter the year with newfound purpose after those 40 days. And we don't need to have amnesia to recreate our identity. Every day we get to choose who we are, what we believe in, and how we're going to live our lives. Every morning we get to recreate our identity. We don't have to continue making the same mistakes again and again. Each day we can start anew. As Avraham, who makes his first appearance at the end of this week's Parsha, Parsha's Noah, he says, then, a little bit later in the Torah, I am but dirt and ashes. And most people understand this to mean that Avram was a humble man. However, there's a much deeper explanation as well. Ashes represent an elemental breakdown of something. And dirt represents the starting point of growth, the place where seeds are planted. Avraham was saying that every day he would ash himself, breaking himself down into his elemental and root form, and then plant himself anew in a field of dirt. In other words, Avram would recreate himself every single day. He never continued living on the same way simply because he had done so yesterday. Each and every day he looked deep within himself broke himself down, and recreated himself anew. So may we all be inspired to embark on a journey of genuine offer of Afer, finding excitement and meaning in our constant growth and internal recreation.